Hey, welcome back, Adam. Well, this is crazy, man. We it's been a long, uh, feels like a long two, two and a half weeks, but you know, we are back here on the MoF three up three down podcast. I am still Cam Smith and I'm still joined by Adam North. Adam, how you been, man? What up, man? Yeah, like you said, if, I don't know why, but it feels like it's been forever since we recorded. So happy to be back. I know it, it def- I think it feels a little bit longer because. The last one was in person too. So it's like now that we're sitting at home doing this, like how we've been doing it, it seems like it's been even longer because it's been about a month, but uh, man, uh, the draft happened. You know, we talked about that a little bit in our laps of last episode and we're going to dive into it here in our first segment. Now that we've kind of had some time and then we will do the, our, we did our division draw a couple weeks ago as well. And we're going to dive into both of those divisions later on. So Adam, man, let's, uh, let's get right into it. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. First up we have the draft. What a crazy spectacle it was. It was such an unreal, um, event for us. Now that it's kind of been a couple weeks, Adam, what are your kind of thoughts and your kind of takeaways now that you've had some time to process it yeah so i mean the, the first thing is i i'm really just overall really proud of the event that we put on um i think we did really well with the the production um sam and brett were awesome um and josh set them up really well with all the graphics and everything that they were able to to present for everyone so uh, overall I, i'm just even just reflecting on i mean i've watched the draft video a few times so i'm just really uh proud of that what we put on that day yeah, I would say the same thing, you know, it, we put in, you know, myself, not really even myself, I, I just threw out ideas, but a lot of work between Josh and Sam went into all the graphics and all that stuff. And it was really cool to see that the time that they took to get all that stuff figured out and like our texting back and forth of, Hey, how does this look? Does this graphic look good? And then like mm-hmm. to see that final product. Wow. It, it was amazing to see what they could really do. And, and it was just a cool cool thing for us to do i mean honestly i had a great time and then i like you like you did i watched the video back multiple times and like us i've showed my work you know because they're one of our sponsors i was like hey look i I sent a clip to my boss like hey this is a little clip here and you know they loved it so cool to see that feedback too and Mm -hmm. i think everybody really just had a great time hanging out you know it was that was one of my favorite things was you know seeing everybody come and and hang out i know a couple of the guys couldn't make it but you know it was still a great uh great event nonetheless absolutely so you know we'll get right into it you know what what was kind of your favorite overall moment from the draft is there anything that sticks out in particular yeah so looking back i think um you know kind of once the dust the dust settled um some of the guys started to head out um a few guys kind of stuck around and i mean the trash talk began right away i mean i mean everybody wasted no time once they're settled into their team and i mean they've got their guys there i mean they are it's like they're ready to go to battle for them it was it was fun to see yeah i i I do love that too and you can already see that um teams are are coming together and you know Mm -hmm. that's a good sign uh you know a couple of teams have already had a couple practices already in the past two weeks um i know i got out uh with uh some of the mambas and some of the empire last week so uh looking forward to getting to know everybody more and you know it was cool just to sit down with them but you know my favorite moment from the draft and uh i know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get shit for this but i love it uh it was a funny moment uh that i don't think we really expected but just like any other draft when the commissioner walks up to the podium and everyone boos that was to me that was so funny like yeah. and then josh just you know waving his hands like all right come on bring it on like <laughs> the fact that it was just that it happened and it was not planned not scripted i think ryan hicks had a lot to do with it because he's a <laughs> big nfl guy yeah. but i thought that was just something that was really small but really funny that just stuck out to me and like mm-hmm. i was dying in that moment I, yeah. I really did love it yeah that was really cool <laughs> And, uh, you know, we talked about the, the draft video and if you haven't, please go on our YouTube and check that out. Cause it really is worth it. It is a great video. Mm-hmm. The, and I want to start off by, you know, thanking Sam and Brett. I know you already did, but, um, uh, they did an amazing job as hosts, not only with the graphics and switching between the graphics and the cameras, but like just them being 
on camera for mm-hmm. however long that took us a couple hours mm-hmm. and you know just their insight and their wisdom you know their background them slamming mimosas down it was <laughs> they did such a great job um man yeah. I, I just can't say enough about how well that video turned out and like like Sam, like the joke he made in, in the opening he's like i have no affiliation with this league other than former mvp but <laughs> i mean that is is so true and like they did not have to do that at all but yeah. just like they love football so much and they were willing to step up and do that for us it was really cool yeah it was it was awesome and you know especially you know both of them already being you know kept on a team so they didn't have to worry about being drafted it right. really kind of just like let us kind of sit back and and worry about who we are going to draft right and um you know that that was for me it was tough i mean it was a very unexpected very fast moving like when we started mm-hmm. going it was like i think i had the first uh like maybe six or seven picks I think all the way up until the melon heads, actually the last of the first round in my mock draft, I had nailed every pick. Yeah. And then it got to them. And I, I don't think I had another right pick the whole rest of the draft. It was crazy. The second Uh, round was really unexpected. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think though, besides the first round the entire thing was unexpected. Yeah, for sure. Um, And like, let's just, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Who, who, do you think won the draft? Which team had the best draft in your eyes? I, I so I was just looking at the rosters, and I, I mean it's so hard to pick one. Um, but it, if I have to pick one that I think won, I think I think I'll go with the Thunderbirds. Um, I think pitching and hitting they are the most complete, and they're going to be very good. Yeah, I had I had three on my list as well, and. The Thunderbirds were definitely one of them. I think Andrew put together a very solid team, being able to get two very good pitchers and adding um, Blake onto that lineup, I think is going to be huge. So those three, and then adding, you know, John and, and Dalton even like, that's just a very good lineup head to toe and a very good, very good defensive team. They're just going to be a really good team. Uh, Two other teams that I had on my list, um, the melon heads actually, I thought had a really good draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after spending some time, we spent the day, you know, practicing with, uh, with the Mambas, I think they may have won the draft. Uh, Ryan O'Rear looks to be a, like a very, very good player. Yes. Uh, he's going to be scary. <laughs> um, yes. just, you know, watching him I and, mean, you know, even, even the empire, you know, I watched Sam the other day, Sam, uh, I, I can love. Yeah, I can love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched him and he's going to be special and I can't wait to see what, uh, Rory and Tony and Josh do, you know, from Lao. But, uh, but man, I really think the Mamba is just, I mean, man, from, from top to bottom, they're going to be a very good team. And that I would kind of be you know, my thing of, uh, they edged out the Thunderbirds by just a little bit in the Melonheads, you know, right under them. I think the Melonheads have a great team top to bottom as well. Just like yeah, most, I mean, I think almost every team does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So this, this was a tough one for me, but who do you kind of think was your sleeper pick in the draft? So my first instinct, I think a player that I mean, it's hard to say he's a sleeper because he still went fourth overall. But I, I think Ryan O'Rear is going to be way better than people even expected. Yeah, um, and I think those those one through four, I think is exactly how I would have had it. And yeah, I still think I agree with it. But I think you're right. I think he is someone to look out for. Yeah, but I think uh, I'll go with a more sleeper-ish pick. But I think uh, John Willenbrink is going to be. I honestly expect him to go higher than he did. Um, and I was really surprised when he fell as far as, far as he did. So I think he's going to be, uh, you know, kind of step up. I kind of, I think he's a similar guy to uh, Mark Vogler from last year um, and who he'll end up being for, for his team. Yeah. I think that'll be huge for the Thunderbirds. And, you know, cause yeah. he was, he's the, he was the fourth players drafted on that roster, you know, mm-hmm. at, with uh, Andrew already on there. Right. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, so definitely that could be a big sleeper pick coming up as you know 
the second to last pick on your team. Like yep. that's crazy. So yeah, it did did definitely fall, but I think uh I didn't get to see too much of him. So I am excited to see him. But um, you know, from what I've heard, it's all good things. And you know, that mm-hmm. could definitely be a uh a big sleeper pick. Yep. Um you know, I looked at I mean this one was tough because I feel like we're not really sleeping on anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. But I will say and I think this is why I think the Mambas won the draft was getting Parker in that last round. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, I had him going initially a lot higher and then, you know, just watching him fall and for Cole to be able to pick him up in the last round. I think that's big. He's not a last round pick type of player. um, And he's just going to be able to, you know, no pressure swing, from that left side that the Mambas are going to need. So that's mm-hmm. going to be huge from them. Uh, definitely going to be excited to uh, to see what Parker can do in that lineup. Yeah, and I think that was the perfect team for him to fall, fall to yeah. if, if he did have to fall that far. I mean, they've got the pitching, um, and it, that's a, I mean, it's another great bet in, in their lineup that it's just going to continue to be the same Mambas team they were in season one. Yeah, I think that's – and I, I didn't even think about it until you just said it now, but, you know, Parker last year in the Empire – everybody knows the empire struggled hitting last year and it was at on that team it was i gotta get a hit like right somebody has to get a hit they don't have one guy to get the hit exactly. so they all kind of had to try to step up to get that now you put parker on a lineup with cole and jackson and ryan like mm-hmm. he has no pressure exactly it is and there's gonna be guys on base Parker's going to have a lot better season than he did last year. And he had a great second half last year. So mm-hmm. very excited to see. For sure. All right. And this one, this one might be one of my favorite questions about the draft. Uh, who was your biggest surprise? Cause there was quite a few in this, in this draft. There was. Um, so, I mean, I have to go with the one that really just, I did not see coming at all. Um, and that's going to be your first pick with yep. Nick Bone. I don't, I don't think anyone knew that was coming no. besides me. I knew from, from the beginning, that's what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be the surprise. And I don't think anybody can take a shot at you for doing that. I mean, on paper, sure. It looks like a risk because he was a number three pitcher last year and you're picking him as your, your number two now. Yeah. Um, but anybody that has seen Nick on social media or anything, he puts in the work and like, you've already mentioned to everyone, you can teach him. And, it, and I mean, that's just a scary thought. I got us willing to work as hard as Nick does with you as, as a mentor. It's just a method for success. Yeah. And that's exactly why I picked him in that spot. I know how hard he works, you know, at home and he's going to put in the work, you know, just similar to what Andrew did last year. You know, I right. taught him a couple of things. And what's great about Nick is he already knows mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's little details that I think that I can kind of help him not necessarily change too much of what he's doing and, you know, make him a better pitcher, but just, Hey, tweak this just a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited to work with him. Um, and it, you know, what made that pick even easier too, was one, I saw him throwing a little bit harder, but two, I looked at his, um, his hitting stats last year yeah. and he was top 15 in hits last year. So over, over half the, you know, league and hits and he's our gonna be like our third possibly fourth hitter with logan but um i remember facing him on the mound last year he was always very tough to get out mm-hmm. um and, i don't know why yeah i don't know why but i just i had trouble throwing him strikes i had trouble getting him out uh and i think a lot of people did mm-hmm. so now you know similar to parker not having to be the guy on a team yeah. um you know maybe that helps him a lot too so yeah. And like I said, he was clutch. I mean, I can pick out two or three specific moments last year where he got a big hit for the empire. Yeah. I mean, he, um, put that ball in play against me in the, uh, first playoff game in the extra mm-hmm. innings and that one on the game. So yep. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I had three that were really surprising. Um, and two of them were back-to-back picks that I was, very surprised on and i think they are very good picks as well uh it was the melon heads first and second pick uh jimmy stout and um brian brown mm-hmm. um i i i had jimmy going lower mainly because i didn't 
or because no one knew no one got to see him no yep. one really knows a lot about him and i was thinking man if i mean i sent everybody that video of him pitching and you know we've talked about it but i was really kind of ex- expecting him to kind of fall maybe even to my second pick and like that's who i had my eye on and i really thought jason was going to go a different route um especially with um with bk on the board mm-hmm. and you know spencer and Jason both are pitchers, both good hitters. I was like, man, they could really solidify their lineup and their defense adding BK. Yeah. But, you know, adding adding two pitchers, you know, they have four pitchers on their roster now. Like, yeah, that's huge. Uh, so th- that's really why those two picks uh, surprise me. I think both of those players, uh, Jimmy and Ryan, are both going to be great players. I mm-hmm. just – I was mainly surprised because I didn't see Jason taking them. I, I really thought he was going to go a different route. Yeah, it's something to, I mean, I know I, out of all the captains, I think you and then Jason knew him the best because Jason, they were on the same uh, summer league team in uh, That's right. Skippy League. So, it, yeah. I mean, I, see, got to see him hit there. The one thing I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about because uh, yeah. I did miss quite a bit. I missed a couple weeks of summer, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my uh, – my last surprise was actually your pick, picking up Ryan Hicks. Yeah. Uh, I think we were all kind of surprised. I had him um, in my uh, in my mock draft. I had him going to the Mambas uh, one pick later, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because him and Cole are such good friends. Uh, me and him are actually really good friends as well. Uh, but I – I know he was ready. He had shots lined up for him and Cole that you guys took, but I <laughs> yeah. love that. I mean, it's a great pick. He's got great experience, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely just a surprise. Cause you know, we didn't really, I didn't really see it coming. I was actually, I had walked out of the room, I think to go grab somebody and, uh, and I walked back in and he was walking up and I was like, what just happened? Like I, I yeah. totally got lost. So, so super cool though. I'd love that. I think, you know, you're going to be very happy with, uh, with yeah, Ryan absolutely. on your team. Yeah, I was happy with what I saw at the, you know, at the spring training event. I could almost, I mean, I, I do feel bad because I know he wanted to play with Cole, but I could almost felt like he was kind of dogging at the, at the spring training to, you know, go under the radar a little bit. But I mean, he, I saw him swing. I saw him swing. He's got a great swing. I mean, and he's got that whiffle experience. So yeah, I'm really excited to see him yeah, play. He had one of the biggest home runs ever for uh, our old team, the knee bucklers uh, to put us into a championship game. So uh, it was a big home run, but he's definitely going to be a good player. And he's a good defensive player as well. Like that's yeah. one thing you can't see at the spring training is, is mm-hmm. he is a good defender. Um, so that'll definitely, definitely help. You good know? to hear. So uh, and our, our last little um, question here about the draft. Uh, was there anyone that you thought went either too high or too low? We'll start with, with too high. Um, and maybe there's not anybody. Yeah, I my my one thing, and I don't know if, if it's a hot take or not, or how many people thought it, but I honestly, I know Tony will tell you straight up, Tony Cochran, that he should have gone first overall, overall, and I honestly agree with him. Um, so I I wouldn't uh, not saying that Rory Rink went too high at first overall, but I personally would have taken Tony over him. So that that would be my my one thing. Uh, you know, not necessarily too high at number one, but yeah, you know, one two could go either way so yeah, i love that i will say um i don't really think there was a lot of guys that went too high because i don't think i mean really that everyone was so is so good that yeah. you know no one's really going to go too high um but i will probably say um and i don't know how to say his last name but jordan picked his buddy colin and I, you know, I don't know too much about him. I know he really wanted to play with him. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been able to get him with his next pick. I agree. Because, like, I would, I nope. mean, yeah. I don't think I had a choice, but uh, the only other, I think it was, you know, uh, Doug's team, which you knew who Doug was taking, uh, Andrew's team, and the Melonheads. And I think he might have been able to, to maybe take, you know, Josh before him and then still be able to get his buddy but i definitely understand wanting to play with you know with your guy and you know having that chemistry 
you know, could be, and he could be a really good player and a really good hitter. I just mm-hmm. personally don't know him. I didn't really get to see too much of him at the uh, spring training, but yeah, if I had to pick one, that would probably be him mm-hmm. just because I don't think anyone was going to take him. But like I said, he could surprise a lot of guys too. So yeah, I agree. Uh, was there anyone that went too low? And I'll, I'll tell uh, you right now, I have a list because, yeah. <laughs> because I think everybody went too low. Like yeah. there were so many guys, but who kind of stuck out for you? Um, so we already mentioned him, but um, I do think John Willenbrink went too low. I did not see him him falling that far. Um, I, I mean, I, he got passed up on a lot. Uh, another one is uh, Josh Richardson. Um, I honestly list. had him going earlier in the first round than he did. So um, yeah, me I mean, and you those, both but, contemplated taking him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so th- those are the two guys that I really had had pointed out in my mind that went really low, or lower than I expected. Yeah. Um, you know, I I had Josh. Um, but I think he landed on a, on a perfect team, you know, him Agreed. and Sam, yeah. uh, you know, get to take on, you know, both of Doug's kids who are fairly new to football, at least competitively. So mm-hmm. they have two great leaders to kind of uh, learn from as well as, I mean, Doug's a great captain. So like someone that I'm sure they already have that experience and that knowledge, but, you know, right. just playing along those two guys is going to be huge. Um, and, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, um, Greg Thornton is a part of that Mamba's or that Mojo uh, roster now. Uh, Doug is going to be going to be kind of more of a manager, uh, which I think is is going to be really awesome for them. I'm really really happy that they made that decision. Doug, you know, wants what's best for the league, and you know, I think mm-hmm. everyone sees that. And giving Greg this opportunity and that he well well deserves. So Absolutely, very excited yeah. for that. Um, two other guys that I had going too low was. Blake Spencer. Yeah. I mean, mainly because the reason why he went too low is because he's not a pitcher. Right. But he is a top tier hitter in this league. Mm-hmm. And for him to fall as far as he did is insane. Uh, yeah. But it lands on a great team for him. I guess, and again, that's a perfect fit. Uh, so very excited to see that. Um, and then the other was BK. Like I said, like yeah. I said earlier, I said BK is going to – the melon heads, I would have put money on it because yep. he is a solid player. He can get you innings if you need it. He did yep. that for you last year. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, with having Jason and Spencer, I really thought that that's where he was going. Mm-hmm. But now he's on the archers and it sucks for my division. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, when I when I took Mark with my first pick, I I mean, I I just knew I was giving up on BK and it, and it hurt really bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had to take a picture in the first round, but yeah, you had to. But uh and then he he almost made it back to me. I think he was like two two picks before my my third pick. And I was like, is he? Yeah. I was starting to get really excited. I was like, there's no way he makes it to me. And it got really close. But yeah, because uh, it went it went Jordan, me, then mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was close. And that would have made my decision a lot tougher too. Because mm-hmm. I, I yeah, that would have been hard to pass up on him. So definitely, uh, definitely, definitely an exciting draft. I mean. Man, I just I can't express how much fun I had while I was there, uh, and just watching yep. it back over and over. But uh, <laughs> man, any, any final thoughts about the draft? Anything? Uh, anything we missed? No, I mean I I don't think we could have met. The only thing that would have made it a more complete package is if a trade would have happened, which almost did. But... It was so close. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, even put the graphic up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't, other than that, I don't think we could have asked for anything more. I mean, there was drama, there were unexpected picks. There was, yeah. it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Everyone just had a great time and I can't mm-hmm. wait to carry that over into the season. Uh, hopefully everyone is there week one and, you know, we can really kind of build a, a strong league foundation and, and, get a good uh get a good first weekend so yeah very excited uh we are now going to hop over to our next topic and next up we have the uccstl division and we're gonna break it down here uh let's just run through the teams real quick uh the thunderbirds were that top tier of so each before before we get into it we did we uh all the captains ranked um each team uh one through seven so not ranking your own team um no one knows who put who where besides josh knows everything (laughs) somebody had to know something uh 
And then we averaged out the scores and the top two teams went to they're in tier one and where you randomly draw, you can check it out on our division draw. Um, so we went four tiers, each tier had two teams and we picked for the divisions and here we are. So yep. the UCC STL division, your division, Adam, is the Thunderbirds with Andrew Nichols, Tony, Blake, John Willenbrink and Dalton. So that's a great lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. The Melonheads with Jason, Spencer, Jimmy, Ryan, and James. The Empire with Josh, Sam, Jimmy Nelson, uh, Mike Flores, and Alex Barrick. And then the Pilots with yourself, Adam, uh, Brett, Mark, Hicks, and Grant. So those are the teams. Adam, what did you kind of think of your division? Uh, first thoughts right when the, uh, when the draw happened. Um, I, I'm, I couldn't, I love the way we did it. I think we, um, made two really balanced divisions. Um, but I gotta say, I was pretty excited not to be in the archers division. <laughs> I don't want to face Jordan and Rory an extra game more than I have to, um, Jordan specifically, just cause, uh, he's hard to face. But, um, the other thing was second year in a row that the two feather shark employees are not in the feather shark division, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something I didn't even think of. That is hilarious. <laughs> and what's funny is now this year, um, the two guys were not related to or work at UCC SCL, but myself and Cole, uh, are a life long family friend of ours is, um, the guy who runs the company. So mm-hmm. funny that neither of us are now in that division. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say um, if I had to pick one division to be in, I would have picked yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, I think our division is just is stacked top to bottom. Uh, I, but I think yours is too. I, like you said, I think it's very balanced. Both divisions are equally balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be exciting to see um, how it plays out. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to kind of break this down by kind of category and see what our kind of thoughts are. And we'll kind of make a little bit of predictions here on the division side. Uh, our next episode, we'll really dive into kind of predictions on everything, but Adam, who, which team do you think has the best pitching staff? So as of right now, after the draft. So, um, I think, Right now, I think it comes down to the Melonheads and the Thunderbirds. Yep, that's exactly um, who I have. And I think I'm going to edge out the Thunderbirds. If Andrew can – I think Andrew's only going to get better than he did last year. Yeah. And he's the only other lefty besides me, as far as I know, p- pitching this year still. Um, and that's hard to face. And then you add Tony Cochran, who's has potential to be the best pitcher in the league, at least make a push for it. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be incredibly hard to face. Yeah, so – what I said was, or what I typed out here, <laughs> uh, I said the Thunderbirds have a higher ceiling, but mm-hmm. the Melonheads have more depth as of right now. Yeah, for um, sure. The Melonheads have four guys that can pitch and all pitch well, mm-hmm. um, so they're not gonna they're not gonna be in games where like there was a couple games last year where Jason was like, uh, "What do we really do here?" Okay, mm-hmm. you pitch, and it was like, "Oh, it got ugly quick." Yeah. Um, they're not going to have that problem this year. They That's have a true. solid four man lineup, you know? So if Spencer misses a game, like, you know, if he's, he missed a couple and I know he's kind of brought up that he might have to miss some time with work or whatnot. Um, Jason doesn't have to worry because he's got mm-hmm. Jimmy Stout. He's got uh, Ryan Brown. Those guys are, they're not just going to eat innings. They're going to pitch good innings and they're only yeah. going to get better. And come play, playoff time, that's huge. Because I oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. What what made I think uh, personally, I think I made some good moves in the playoffs with pitching wise. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I had three guys that could throw. Yeah, and having four makes that even easier. So yeah, so that's that's definitely kind of what I think. You know, them having more depth definitely helps, and I think that's a better pitching staff. But. I think the Thunderbirds one, two is a little bit scarier yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. I think, uh, I think the archers are the only one that kind of edges them out with a one, two mm-hmm. punch. I think they're probably the second one, two. And yep. I know Jason and Spencer will put that chip on their shoulder and say, Hey, you know, we can do this too. So absolutely. Uh, all right. So 
now the pitching's out of the way. You know, we've we saw all the pitching last year. Um, this year is going to be a lot more hitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, who do you think came away with the best lineup? Um, I think any team with uh, Blake Spencer is going to be a threat. Yep. So, again, I'm going to go with the Thunderbirds because him and Tony are are going to rake. I think it's inevitable. Um, and they have John Willenbrink. And John can Crazy. hit, too. Exactly. Yeah. And and Andrew's no slouch either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, four guys that can really hit. So, I mean, I mean they're going to be a threat for sure. Yeah, that – they definitely built a solid team. Andrew did a great job building that team. Um, you know, and I, I think the Mountheads again are very, mm-hmm. uh, very close behind. You know, Jason had some great numbers last year. I think he only got better. Um, Spencer didn't have the year I thought he would last year, but I could see him having it this year. I've still watched yeah. him hit the past three or four years, and he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, adding Jimmy and, and Ryan Brown and, and even Dalton – or, no, sorry, he's on the Thunderbirds. Uh, yeah, uh, James. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, watch, I, I thought he had a great swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just that lineup, I think the, those lineups kind of battle each other, and I think it's almost a coin flip. I would say maybe like 55 to 45 Thunderbirds. Yeah. So I'll agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, best fielding team. We didn't get to see a lot of fielding last year, but I think we're going to get a lot more fielding mm-hmm. this year. What did uh, what do you think there? Because we didn't get to see much last year, it's, this is a this this, one this was, was the hard yeah this is the hardest question for me, um, especially on this in your division. Yeah, because there's no BK. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I got a, I got a couple of other ones in the next one. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll have to tell you about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I, the, the, the guy that stands out to me, who I think is one of the best athletes and will probably, I think, make the biggest difference defensively is Spencer Bogan. Um, so I, I think I'm going to give it to the melon heads. So this is going to be my quote. Spencer Bogad has been on sports center, top plays, making a diving catch over the field yep. or over the fence. And I think that that's, that's why. <laughs> That's yeah. why the Mellon heads have <laughs> Reason the best enough. fielding team because he yep. was on top place making a wiffle ball catch. So, yep. uh, Reason enough. But also, um, Dalton is a great fielder. Yeah, very true. And I think especially now with you know the medium pitch, you're going to get to see him make more plays in the outfield. And he is a solid, solid defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be really nice. And also for you, Ryan Hicks. So, uh, yeah. Those are, I think, you know, three, uh, three guys to really look out for in that division for, for good fielding. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> I love this question. The best <laughs> rivalry that will be in the UCC STL division is anyone versus the flight crew. Oh, yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what I had. I had one before that. Uh, but I said, I said, Anyone versus the flight squad. I have that written down. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, I think um, just based on what we, like I said, some guys stayed after the draft and we're already, we're already talking. I mean, they're just gonna, they're going to eat it up when they, when they face us. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you said that. I definitely had that. Um, I think the other one, um, you know, hands down, these are one, two rivalries uh, probably of the entire league. Um it's going to be fun to watch this. Uh, they were both in the Feather Shark division last year, but the Empire versus the Melonheads mm-hmm. is going to be a great rivalry. You know, uh, Josh and uh, Jason loved watching them play against each other, watching them talk trash on Twitter last year. I can't wait to see it again this year. That's going to be a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. like you said, it's anyone versus the Flight Squad. <laughs> and, that's just, <laughs> and that's just the truth. So yep. I just, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see them. And, uh, and have a lot of fun again. Uh, yeah, I'm really year. excited. All right, Adam, who wins the division? This is a tough one. This, it is. This is preseason, so like yeah. we don't even know. This could we could be totally wrong here. And I think it's a hit or miss on any of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a race. I mean, who we've been talking about? It's a race between yeah. the Thunderbirds and the Melonheads. Um, and. It's so hard. It's, I mean, it's a coin flip, like you said. Um, but I think it's going to come down to 
hitting and when you have Blake Spencer, <laughs> um, I mean, whoever can, can get that one big hit um, against each other, you know, it's, it's probably, they could have very similar records and it could come down to head to head. And um, I mean, whoever gets that one big hit against the other team, I, I think Blake can pull that out for them. So I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the Thunderbirds. Yep. I will agree because I did have them as well, but I think it will be a very, very tight race between those two teams. Um, not saying that, um, you guys, the pilots and the empire can't win the division because I definitely think they could. Um, I just think, I think with Josh being out on the, um, you know, not being able to pitch for the empire, it hurts them a little bit, but, um, man, it's, it's just going to be hard to beat, you know, the Thunderbirds with that pitching rotation and that lineup. So yeah, uh, I will definitely agree with you there. Now, this one's going to be tough because, like I said, and who knows? But yep. which team does not make the playoffs out of out of the four? Well, based on my last answer, I have to say it's either the Empire or myself on the Pilots. So, and I can't say myself. So I have <laughs> yeah, to say the you Empire. can't. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, realistically, I mean, we do have. There are a lot of questions about the Empire. Um, Josh's arm. Who knows how it's going to hold up this year. Um, and the two pitchers that he's going to have to ride on if they if it doesn't if his arm does end up falling apart, um, Sam and Jimmy Nelson, they're unproven in in fast pitch. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that team puts it together. I mean, they have potential for sure. I mean, Sam is looking like an all star, and Jimmy Nelson has the velocity to be good. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, that the pieces are there. If they fall into place, it'll work. But it, it's there's it, proof has to be made. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of exactly kind of what I was thinking too. Um, I, if Josh was healthy, mm -hmm. I, I think the empire would, would be competing in this to win the division. Yeah. Um, but with him hurt and from what it sounds like, doesn't look like he's going to be able to go maybe at all this year. Um, I think they're going to struggle to have in the beginning, the first half of the season, um, to kind of get their footing and kind of get into the gameplay and pick up the speed of things. And if they do get out to a slow start, I think they will be the ones not to make it. Uh, and also, I mean, you guys have great chemistry building from last year. We saw mm -hmm. what Mark can do. And, and I think what's good. I think what's going to, what it's going to come down to is if maybe you can throw and how well you throw this year, yeah. um, but I mean, it kind of is just like a back and forth between you two. Um, the one thing I will say is Sam Eichenlaub might be the reason that the empire do make the playoffs. Yeah. I watched him uh, last weekend and he, from what I've seen, he has one of the nastiest sliders in the league and the guy can hit and he can yep. change his speeds on the mound. Um, so maybe he doesn't have a slow start. Um, mm. It's just going to be, can he go a full game? Can he, can he pitch the whole season every week? Yeah. Yeah. Every week or every two weeks, you know, you're not going to mm. pitch every week back to back, but because there are a lot of buys, but um, man, it, it is tough, but I will say just because of Josh's injury and the uncertainty around their lineup, uh, I will, I will say the empire, but I know that's going to put a chip on her shoulder and I will not be shocked at all if they do. So, yeah. and, and like it, you, both of you guys could, and you know, maybe the Thunderbirds and Mellon Huts beat up on each other and one yeah. of them don't make the playoffs. So, right. you know, you, you, you just never know, but definitely going to be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I'm very excited for the pilots in general, just because I, we do have the most chemistry going in um because our team were i mean we changed out one player so and then by the end of the year i mean we were going into the playoffs we were one of the hottest teams in the league so yeah. we, i mean we ran into the sam skibby so i mean can't really <laughs> yeah yeah there's not that. much you can do there it's tough yeah. but yeah you guys did end the season very well so that's another reason why i had that because you guys just you did end up so well and you know bringing back you know all but one guy in your team and you know replacing him with a pretty good player yeah. And itself a, a really clutch player so um i you know can't really i don't really want to bet against you but 
And I think the main thing for them is just the uncertainty. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, but it'll be fun to, uh, to watch how that plays out. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited. All right. Last up, Adam, we have the feather shark division. Uh, I don't know about you, but personally, I think this division is very, very scary. Uh, mainly because I'm in it and I'm worried about all the other teams because uh, yeah. they're good. <laughs> uh, so definitely gonna be tough for me, but I'm excited. Uh, you know, just like the, uh, the ECC STL division, we will break these down real quick. Uh, we have the archers in that tier one spot with Jordan, Rory, Colin, BK, and Brian Hunter, the Mambas with a tier two, Cole, Jackson, Ryan O'Rear, Alex Eggert, and Parker. And then, my team, the Bombers, in that tier three spot with myself, Jake, Nick Bone, uh, Logan Trotter, and Paul Pugh. And we have the Mojo with that fourth tier, which shock. I mean, that's crazy coming off a, a championship yeah. appearance. Uh, but Sam Sk- Skibby, the reigning MVP, Josh Richardson, Bryson, Quentin, Greg, and Doug. So, Adam, what were your first initial thoughts on uh, on this crazy division yeah like i kind of mentioned when we talked about uccstl uh i was happy with my division draw i I do do think your division is very deep um and it's going to be a a dog fight till the end yeah i I really think it is and i think the main reason is you look at all four of these teams and they all have a guy that can win you every game Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that your division doesn't, but I mean, you could like your team, you know, you got Brett, uh, Andrew, um, Jason and Spencer, and even, you know, Sam and Josh, but, uh, but man, like, I feel like this division, it's just going to be so tough to win, you know, not only game one, but game two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, uh, initially, I was I was bummed to say the least about you know seeing you know where I kind of ended up, but at the same time, very excited. And I think um, you know, if we're able to come out with you know in this division, I think that just says a lot about about me and our team and you know what kind of I put together. So I, I do love the challenge and I am very excited to uh to see how this division breaks down. Yeah, for sure. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll jump right into it. You know, same, same kind of list of questions here. Who do you think has the best pitching staff in the feather shark division? I think it's very similar to kind of how you, how you broke down um, the UCC STL. I think um, the archers have the higher ceiling with Jordan and Rory, but I'm just going to steal your exact analytics and Mambas are more, uh, have more depth. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, Jordan and Rory, we've already spoke about, um, we think they're probably the best one, two punch in the league. Um, But with the Mambas having Cole Jackson and Ryan O'Rear, they've got a bit more depth. So, yeah. So I, you know, I kind of put down here, uh, I said the archers probably have the best pitching staff, even though they don't have a lot of depth. I don't know what's behind you know, Jordan and Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what Colin can do on the mound. Uh, I mean, BK can get some innings and, and maybe Brian Hunter can probably get some innings too. I didn't really see much of him. I didn't see much of him throw. I saw him hit. Um, but you know, besides this one too, is it going to be similar to Josh and Jordan last year? I'm game one, you're game two. Let's go try to win them both. Um, yep. So I think that could end up hurting them, you know, as a pitching staff overall. Um, mm-hmm. I still think they're going to tally up a lot of wins <laughs> together because yeah. they're those two are, are that good. But I said the Mambas are not far behind, no, um, especially after watching Ryan O'Rear uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he might even be their number two pitcher and Cole might be their three pitcher. So yeah. um, that's, so that's scary. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Cole, Cole is shaking his head. He's like, oh, I love this. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely excited to, to see them. But, um, and I will say, you know, my team probably doesn't have the best pitching staff on paper, but I'm going to win games. You know, I, yeah. you know, hopefully, um, but, you know, I, I was the, you know, side with last year. Uh, you know, I want to do that again. So, you know, mm-hmm. you do have to worry about me. Um, and, you know, I think that does 
say a lot about our pitching staff and hopefully Nick can, uh, can pick it up, but I would definitely rank those, uh, those two ahead of, of my team. So yeah, we'll see. Agreed. But <laughs> uh, all right. Who do you got for the best lineup? Uh, gotta go Mambas. I mean, yeah, I think it's an easy choice. Yeah. I mean, Cole Jackson, Ryan, um, Alex Eggert honestly looked like he had a pretty good bat. Um, and Parker Bunch, I mean, top to bottom, they're going to be scary once again. Yeah, there's not a guy on that team where you look at it and you go, all right, I got a, I got an out here. It, no, right. which yeah. most teams don't have a guy like that now. And, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, man, their lineup is just so scary. And not only can they all just, you know, get on base and hit for average and take walks, they can all hit home runs like they all got the pop too i definitely think they probably have the scariest lineup from one through five in the league absolutely so which is perfectly fitting for how their team ended up being last year i mean it's it's crazy to think that the models were the best hitting team last year and they got better and they're even scarier this year (laughs) which is crazy i mean anytime you have cole who is the number one hitter in our league last year you know, to add four guys that can all hit around him is crazy. And then to add on the fact that they have three guys that can pitch, yep. like that's just, I mean, that's tough. That's tough for any team to, to go up against. So mm-hmm. definitely think they have the best lineup for sure. But we'll see though. We never yep. know. Um, now this one, this one was fun. You know, we, we mentioned it, you know, uh, the best fielding team who you got. Um, like I said, the reason the UCCS STL was so hard for me to pick a best feeling was because BK wasn't in that division. Um, yep. so I'm going to default to BK and pick the archers. Cause I mean, he's, he's pr- going to be in my mind, probably the best fielder in the league. So if he's on your team, that automatically makes you one of the best. Yep. I, I would definitely agree. I think this division is stacked with some yeah. of the best fielders in the league. Um, mm-hmm you know, with Chris Metter not being able to play this year, you know, cause he's going to be traveling, uh, with work. Um, mm-hmm. BK is the best fielder in the league and he's proven that time and time again. And I think that definitely gives, um, the archers, uh, a, a slight edge. Um, and then right be, I would say right behind him would be my team. Um, myself and Logan Trotter were, um, uh, part of the um, all national teams last year. I mm-hmm. think Logan was second team. I was third. Um, so just having two guys that were, you know, nationally um, uh, recognized on the same team, you know, especially when I'm not pitching and you right. know, Nick's pitching, I'm going to be on the left side and Logan's going to be in the outfield. And mm-hmm. like, I feel super comfortable having two guys out there, you know, where, um, and, and the reason why I put the archers above us is because I've seen Jordan make some amazing plays as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he was fantastic in uh, hometown cup, you know, mm-hmm. me, him and Cole had a, a great defense and that's why we made it so far in that tournament. Um, you know, he did struggle a little bit at UFs, but I think, uh, I think that was just a lot of, you know, that was more uh, mental than physical. Yes. So, but I definitely seen, have seen his potential. So I definitely would, stick with them as number one and then mm-hmm. also you know right behind our team um the mambas yeah. uh cole i've seen it my entire life is mm-hmm. an amazing fielder i think the reason why he doesn't get talked about as much even though he was recognized on that all national team as well is um you know he kind of took a back seat in fielding to his team last year you know he let colin mm-hmm. kind of get a lot of that um, time over on the left side. And, um, I think maybe, you know, this year it being more important that each, you have to win games to get in the playoffs. You might see him more in a, uh, a bigger role over on the left side. And yeah. he's just going to make a lot of plays. Cause he is, he is, I would say net almost, I would say slightly under BK for best fielder in the league. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it a lot because he, yeah. he took kind of a backseat to, to his team last year, which was, I, th- I think, a good thing to get them yeah. the uh, the reps. So, yeah, I could uh, definitely attest that to, I mean, playing 
four years of high school ball with Cole. I mean, I, I've seen how sure-handed he is, and I, I know what he's capable of. Oh, so I, I I've, agree. I've won countless wiffle ball games in other leagues and tournaments even because of his fielding. And yeah. uh, I, just watching him has been unreal. Uh, you know, it's like watching BK and Chris. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So mm-hmm. definitely, uh, I think, going to be a very tight race. I think there's just a lot of really, really good fielders in this league. And now that our – our rules have kind of changed. I'm very excited to see, you know, our fielding get a lot more um, uh, action. You know, we had a lot of good uh, action last year, and um, I wanted to put out a like a web gem type mm-hmm. uh, video. I never got around to it, but um, I, I do have a lot of videos, so maybe I can, you know, do that before the season starts. But, um, That'll just be fun. And, you know, maybe we can look into doing that more, more, uh, this year, uh, you know, now knowing, knowing that and going into it. Uh, There There we go. go. Uh, all right. So the biggest rivalry in this division, not as exciting as the rivalries in your division, but what do you think about the rivalries in the feather shark division? Uh, there's two that I'm excited to watch. Um, I have three. One, uh, <laughs> uh, the first one is more of a, you know, for the play on on the field is the archers versus the mambas. Um, I think it's kind of two juggernauts going at each other um, with the pitching of the archers and the lineup of the mambas. Um, I mean, if any pitching staff is going to shut down the mambas, it's going to be Jordan and Rory. So I think that'll be yeah. fun to watch. Um, and then the other one is Mambas v Bombers, just because of the the brotherly matchup. That's always uh, a fun game to watch with you guys. Absolutely. Each other. So that's it's funny you say that because I actually didn't have that first one. Um, and I think the big reason I don't have the archers on any of my three is because Jordan is kind of a quieter guy. I think mm-hmm. Rory is a perfect fit for him and it's going to kind of bring yeah. him out. And I think there might be a great rivalry and it's probably with the Mambas. Um, but I, you know, I did have my first one uh, bombers Mambas because it's me and Cole. We've been yeah. um, doing this since we were growing up and I could just, when I used to be able to block his shots in basketball, that's how small <laughs> He was because everyone knows I'm not very tall and he is now. Uh, so we know we've had that rivalry our entire lives and we know we got to play together for a long time and now we get to bring that rivalry back and which I love. Um, so that's definitely my number one. I think my number two would be the bombers and the mojo because of it's a rematch of the finals last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to, and we're going to see that play out night one uh, opening night. Yep. Uh, we get to face off in a rematch. Uh, didn't really work. We wanted to have it the first game of the night. Didn't really work out. Uh, but nonetheless, we get to to show that off again. And then another one that I um, said was the Mambas and the Mojo. Because if you remember last year, they had a great divisional um, rivalry last year it came yeah. down to those last last couple of weeks when they played each other a bunch in that short period of time mm-hmm. and uh they ended up finishing like one two in the division and it was close it came it was, down yeah. so um i think that's going to be another uh rivalry and i can see that with the archers and any of these teams so mm-hmm. um definitely going to be uh, a lot of storylines coming out from both divisions um but i i do love the uh, the matchups in each of the divisions i think it's going to work out perfect agreed so now that we've kind of do- dove uh, i don't know what i'm saying here <laughs> uh now that we've kind of talked about you know the the teams a little bit who do you think is going to win this division um, I think you could pick one out of a hat and you'd probably have a good pick. I think um, you could too. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the scariest lineup in the league and the Mambas because, I mean, no pitcher wants to face them. And if you have an off night or, again, because, I mean, we haven't talked about this episode but with the lob pitch, if you have an inaccurate night, the Mambas will eat that up yep. if they get a 55-mile-an-hour pitch that they can hit to the second fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, You know, I think the only – the only thing that stops me from saying the Mambas to win this division is of the four teams, I think 
and, and I hate saying this because Jackson is such a good pitcher, but I feel like he is the lowest ranked number one pitcher out of the four teams. And I think that could hurt him, but their lineup is so good that mm-hmm. it might not. Um, yeah. But I will always bet on my own team. Sure. Uh, we probably have the hardest path to win the division. Um, but I'm going to bet on my team all the time. But if I had to pick someone other than my team, um, I'm, man, it, and this was tough because that Mamba's team is so good. Yeah. Um, but the archers just having that strong one, two, uh, pitching rotation, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's so <laughs> tough. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know what their lineup is going to be like. Yeah, I know well, they can hit, but man, mm-hmm. the mamas can just really hit. And I almost want to lean more towards that way. Yeah, I just, man, it's a coin flip. It really mm-hmm. is. But uh, I will, I'll stick with my pick and I, I will say the archers. All right. I like we'll it. <laughs> well, I think somebody that's going to be slept on this year is BK. Um, I think a lot of the guys last year that were, you know, going in, we thought they'd be elite hitters, but weren't. Um, this year will be those elite hitters that we expected them to be, like the the BKs and of the world. And I think that he's going to be. I mean, he's going to have a breakout year offensively. I think. Yeah, he showed he showed glimpses of it last year, and just you know, adding an an extra strike, and you know, now you get that medium pitch. If you do get mm-hmm. a walk, I think is definitely going to benefit him. I mean, like we talked about earlier, like Blake Spencer, who was a phenomenal hitter last year, is going to be twice as good of a hitter this year. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the tough question, Adam. Which of these teams does not make the playoffs? Yeah, it is very hard. Um, and I'm mad I have to go first, but I will. Yeah, I mean, if you want me, I'll go first. No, you want I'll me to go it. first? No, I'll do it. Um, right. So right. I, I had it down. This is really funny, though. I had it down to the Bombers and the Mojo. Um, yep. And it's really funny because arguably the two best players in the league are on both of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that the, you know, the Mojo have a lot to, they have a lot of question marks with, yeah. with um, some of their picks um, that could turn out to be studs and we just don't know it. But I think because of those, um, it, it is hard picking a team with Sam Skibby on it to be not <laughs> make the playoffs. But <laughs> I know um, I, I think I'm going to pick, pick the mojo just because of the the question marks that that they have yeah i mean honestly i have no idea um and what i think is going to happen is this is going to come down to the final couple weeks um we're going to be playing playoff games before the playoffs i think it's going to be a tight four team rate i think you know the i would not be surprised at all if there's a one to two game difference in the first place team and the team that doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think we're all that close. I mean, like you said, the Mojo's have the Mojo have Sam Skibby. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about the Mamba's lineup. We've talked about the Archers pitching staff. We've talked about uh, you know, my team, you know, defending champions. You know, we're bringing back three of the five players. So um it's going to be tough. I think it's going to come down to those last a uh, couple weeks, but if I have to put, if I had to put money on it right now, I would say the mojo as well, only because of what you said, the uncertainty and the lack of experience mm-hmm. from their lineup. Um, and who knows these two kids could be studs and we just yeah. don't know it yet, but yeah. we've never seen them. So I can't, I can't sit here and say that my team or, one of the other two teams is not going to make the playoffs when I don't know what's going to happen. Because also who's the third pitcher after Sam and Josh? Yeah. We don't know. I mean, Greg could get some innings. Uh, We saw him pitch a little bit last year and he can definitely give you some. Um, But I think, I think just that uncertainty is the reason why I would say that, that they are kind of the, the bottom team, but I, I don't think it's far off. I think it's, mm-hmm. like I said, one to two games, and it's going to come down to that probably that last that last week 
and one of yeah. these teams is not going to make the playoffs. And it's, it's going to suck. It's going to suck it's, for both divisions. It's going to be really cool this year, though, because, you know, last year a lot of regular season get, games did kind of get out of hand. You know, some of them were just fun nights at the field. I mean, yeah. that probably won't happen this year with – I mean, because last year everybody did make the playoffs. And yeah. this year, I mean, every game matters. Yep. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's just going to be – it's going to be more exciting. Um, and we're not going to have this big blow-up games, I don't think, in the – in the stats because you know uh run differential could come into play now you know last year mm-hmm. all right cool we got the three seed instead of the two seed or the one seed like it didn't right. matter you were still in the playoffs now it's ooh, i can't afford to give up 10 to 20 runs mm-hmm. uh, in a in a game uh, you know we i think we only had like the a seven run inning limit i think it's seven yeah i think yeah yep um so, I mean, that helps, but like no one, you don't want to give up seven runs in an inning. Like that's right. No team is going to want to do that. And it's going to be tough, but also the, the innings limit is down from last year. We are playing less games. Um, but I think if you were to start every game and pitch, you know, the number one pitcher, I think if you can only throw, uh, if you throw the whole game, I think you only get like six or seven games. Yeah. I think it's like seven. Um, Games might not go as long. You might get some other, you know, stuff around it, but um, it is going to be tough. So I don't know. I'm yes. just, I don't know about you, but I am very excited to see how both of these division play divisions play out. I think it's going to be a wild, wild ride, and you know, mm-hmm. who knows what'll happen. I agree, and I, I do. I, I don't know if uh, so I, we didn't talk about this before, but and I hope I'm not messing up a segment or something. But no, no, I wanted to. Uh, throw in something here i feel like this would be a perfect time to try and throw in a way too early uh champion pick who we think is gonna win the league so we could or i do have i you know we haven't brought it up but um our next episode will be one i think it's one week before yeah so it'll come out on the 15th which is one week exactly a week before our um opening night okay you're right Better so time. we could Sneak peek. so and you know that was kind of my my last um thing here in my conclusion you know i i after the division wrap up here since we just did um i do wanted to talk about our next episode because it's going to be a very a very fun one um we're gonna do a season two preview so um we'll talk about you know opening night since it'll be you know a week away uh we'll talk about the matchups that night you know we already talked about um the rematch of the finals but there's a couple other good matchups that night every team will play in that week one so we'll Mm -hmm. dive into those games and then i wanted to do a big like prediction episode so not necessarily just the champions but all the awards and we'll we'll Mm -hmm. really get into it and i would love to get our audience involved and um you know, put out a couple polls leading up to that episode and kind yeah. of see what everybody else thinks. And, and then we can talk about it and, you know, get some interactions with everybody. So if you're listening, hopefully you still are, please, you know, keep an eye out on our Twitter and I'll throw out some polls um, over the next two weeks about our questions leading up to our prediction. And we'll predict all the, the champions and the awards and, you know, we'll kind of see what the, what the fans think. I know a lot of guys probably have some opinions about it <laughs> agreed yeah uh, so um adam anything else that you want to say about the draft or the divisions and how how everything has played out over the past couple of weeks uh i just i mean i can't wait i'm like so excited <laughs> it's <I know>. just <laughs> time is uh, i've said this before but the time between the draft and and opening day it feels like forever and it's it, it the really worst has. time of the year <laughs> yeah it's it's felt like it's been weeks mm-hmm. but i mean it kind of has it's been two and a half weeks um sure. but you know until the season starts uh i know right now i'm about to download uh, my early access MLB the show 22. If anyone is interested, hit me up and we'll, we'll play some games while we, uh, while we wait for the wiffle ball season to start. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a lot of stuff. We're going to have a, I know a little, uh, workout, you know, um, 
in about a week and a half. Hopefully mm-hmm. everyone, you know, if you guys are listening from the league, uh, try to come out and get some swings in before the season. Uh, I know I've been working, so um, I'm excited. I'm ready for the season to start. I'll tell yep. you that. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap up. Uh, I think this was episode six. This is crazy, Adam. We're yeah. just flying along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, next uh, we're, we're one episode away from playing games. And then, yep. you know, then the episodes are going to get really fun and we'll be able to talk about uh, actual games and, and wiffle ball happening. So very excited, very much looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all I got for today, man. I, there's a lot built up in here. I could probably talk about uh, the whole season now, but we'll save a little bit for later. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Adam. Thanks again, man. And we will see you guys in about two weeks. Thanks. Peace. See ya. We'll be right back.